What is up, Titsex? This is Alpaca Apparel. This is Mika. This is Anson, and welcome back to another episode of What's Wrong With You. Now, this episode is gonna very clearly let y'all know what the fuck is actually wrong, because a lot of shit has gone wrong. <laughs> yeah, you're saying that like we don't know that you already messed up, but... Okay. Well, it's like, there's people like me listening, and there's people like you listening. Mm-hmm. And from their perspective, you're wrong, therefore, fuck you. From their perspective, I'm right. And you're fucked up. That's true, actually. The people like me also recognize that. Never mind. Um, so, family. Um, yeah. This morning. Okay. I Okay, so context. I call my dad every Sunday. My dad is in Malaysia, obviously. And he is... Um, and I'm in Canada studying. And we call every Sunday. I don't know why. And so, this, this uh, last Saturday we missed... Because, uh, like, I, I fucking, like, I didn't have time or whatever. And then this Sunday, uh, I guess he was excited to call and, um, call. And it turns out that he, my sister, and my mom are taking a trip to McGill University in uh, Montreal in the summer. Because my sister wants to go to McGill. She wants to check it out. And... Before, they had mentioned this to me like a few months ago And I basically hinted that I wasn't gonna go Because I'm not ready to face like my mom and all that shit again And he kind of just blew it off And he's like, I uh, just come uh, And then that was the end of it So I thought I got the message across But today, I w- we were talking more about like my summer plans And I basically just assumed I, My conversation assumed that I wasn't going and uh, he was like, wait a second, but aren't we going to like meet up in Montreal? And I'm like, nah, fam. And then he's like, why? And I'm like, well, I'm not ready to face that stuff again. And then he was basically like calling me like juvenile and shit. But then I was like, dude, look, I'm not going to go because I'm not like ready to face that. And I think he started crying. Now, my dad is a super like blunt, emotionally like recessed kind of person. So I was like, he was getting choked up. I was like... Is this the same person right now? It's like, oh my god, that was heavy. That's nice. I mean, at least you know that he actually wants like you guys to be better. That is, uh, is that how you interpret that? That's how I interpret it. Like, <laughs> he's just sad that his family is like that. Maybe, maybe he does regret like of the things that he didn't do enough of. You know. Because he wants his family to still be together, but then obviously you don't have the same sentiments. Well, did you read the article that I wrote the other day about yeah. my mom? Yeah, I did. Yeah, on Medium? Yeah. Well, it's not... Like I, like, I always said, like I said before on this podcast, I think, it's not that I hate my mom. It's just that I'm neutrally absent because of... Fuck you, Instagram. Actually, someone followed me, so... Not fuck you, Instagram. Um, It's just that I'm... I just want to avoid that because it causes me like a lot of unnecessary stress. So it's not that like I don't want it to be together. It's just that I'm not ready to deal with that right now. Hmm. But then the other... Oh, what were you going to say? No, um, I'm just saying that maybe you should let your dad know that it's just not ready for it yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe instead of saying that you don't want it, period, you can just say that you're not ready for it, which I guess is the truth, right? Yeah, that's what I said, but... Maybe deep down somewhere, you still have some sort of hope that your family will not be fucked up and you still like will be like a, a normal family well it's i wouldn't say hope because 
it, it hope would imply that that's actually something that I would try and work towards. But it's more like a if it happens, I'd be happy. You know. Hmm. So I mean, I kind of accepted it. I've had to accept it for what it is. Like since I've been living like this for years, right? My sister is actually still like hopeful, like you said, which kind of fucks with her um, because she sees it so messed up, and then she still has this like dream inside that she wants it to be fixed which kind of like messes her up um but i'm like more neutral about it but then another thing happened um also before i called my dad i called this aunt of mine and she is a weird piece of shit just like me she had like a hell of a childhood like (laughs) all kinds of fucked up things happen is this on my dad's side or the mom's side my mom's side it's, it's my mom's side that's all fucked up. Actually, both sides are fucked up. But this is more fucked up. So, she is right now married with an adopted kid. And she's pretty religious, I think. She's, like, at peace with herself. And um, she's looking into taking, a, like, a big step in her life. A next big step. She's, like, 45, I think, right now. And... I basically updated her because she subscribed to me on YouTube and then she started reaching out and you know I talked to her and uh, we basically talked about college and shit of course it comes up and I said basically I'm failing I'm probably gonna drop out and um, she was like oh why and then she was worried and I was explaining to her and then at the end we were talking about like starting your own business because that's what she's into as well so then she asked me a bit about that and I was like yo we should have a conversation I can teach you about branding and Instagram and shit building an audience so that was actually a really uplifting family conversation so it's actually really it was really it was I was shook going from that to like (laughs) my dad where he's like can I say that I'm thinking that but can I actually say it (laughs) so I guess like my question to you is what what does having like a functioning family feel like That's a tough question. In what in uh, what aspect? Describe it because probably I don't know. I can't relate to anything you're talking about. Okay, describe it. Um, well, first of all, I don't have like what you're going through with your mom. So, if my dad asked me to go on a holiday, uh, if I if I say I don't want to go, it's probably not because I don't want to see my mom. That would be like, I guess one one aspect of a functioning family. Another aspect of a functioning family would be that communication is very important, especially between parent and child. I think that's a big factor in communication. And in a functioning family, I'm able to communicate with my parents pretty freely about whatever I'm going through. If I'm going through anything, they will probably be one of the first ones to know as well. And I'll probably be listening to them for advice too. Mm, Functioning family. Yeah, I think as a whole, that's just how it is, you know, because in this household, like in my house I'm staying with, with my, my housemates, that can be considered a family as well. Mm. You know, family doesn't have to be just blood related. We coexist very well, you know, if something is off, we will communicate and I will tell them like, hey. Fuck you. No, not fuck you, like, hey, <laughs> okay, fuck you, but then please change it. <laughs> and we're like, okay, I received the fuck you. Sorry, and we'll change it. <laughs> I guess, essentially, a functioning family is one that communicates, and communicates well. That's what I would say. Hmm. So in your case, when you're communicating, when you're communicating with your dad, 
you always have these thoughts of, wait, should I say that? In the functioning family, yes, that happens as well, but you don't have to think about that for every sentence. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. For example, I don't need to tell my dad that I party every day or something, you know. Mm. There'll be something that even in a functioning family, you probably don't want to let the parents know. <laughs> which is just normal, but then if that, like, bigger shits happen, then, yeah, my parents will know. Mm. I guess, like, the first thing I think about when I think about that open communication channel is there's a lot of stuff that trickles down from that. Like, not just you can say whatever you want, but um, the trust that comes with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's completely foreign to me. You, you know what's actually kind of funny? I wrote an article about this too, and I'm not plugging my medium. I'm just like, it's just casual conversation. But that's how I think about this stuff. I write about it, and then I talk about it with people. But I wrote about the fact that mo- the thing I struggle most with right now is being lonely. And that's kind of related to family, right? Sort of. And um, because I don't have like a close unit of people that I can just be like completely off mm-hmm. with. Like you and um, your girlfriend Grace and Kato and um, Pranav and shit. Like that's probably like my closest, one of my closest group of friends. But I've also written about how there's like two different sides. And one side like no one knows. Like no matter how long you've known me. Just because it's completely unrelatable. And so that side is dominant most of the time. And um, it's recording. Yeah, okay. And um, that site's completely alone. So what I do to cope with that is I kind of imagine, like I have an imaginary friend. And that sounds really weird, like I'm some kind of kid. But that's literally what I do. Like when I'm lonely, and I'm like sitting at my desk, like working, and you know it's a school night, so like no one will go anywhere, or and it's not like I can afford to go anywhere either. So, you know, it just imagine shit. Do you ever do stuff like that? No, but I can understand, like, the need for that. Mm-hmm. Because no matter who you are, you need someone else to talk to, right? And if you don't have someone else to talk to, you either go crazy inside, or you make up a friend, like you said, and you talk to the friend. Humans are, how do you say, creatures that are built on communication. Mm. If you don't have anyone to talk to, you go crazy. That's a fact. So, yeah, I mean, you, you said that your dominant side is like a side that's very unrelatable. Maybe try making it more relatable? Would that be, like, would, would that work? Well, the, the way that I think, like, I might find, like, uh, like, someone who actually, like, kind of gets, understand. The, see, the thing is, it's not that it's unrelatable, it's just that it's, it's not that it's unreadable in the sense that no one can understand it. It's that when they do, they just run the fuck away. Because it's just so messed up. Like, if you knew what I knew, you wouldn't be talking to me right now. <laughs> you, would, you would just, like, ghost me. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, though. I'm saying, like, I actually had this talk with Grace yesterday. Like, it doesn't matter who you are. You don't have to change yourself to be with those people. You find people that are okay with it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, like... The only way that I imagine I could find someone who does okay with it is if... Like, I've thought about different scenarios, but... Um, and the only way I think is if, like, I had some kind of person who was following me around, like, filming my shit to make content. Like, filming everything. Chopping it up and shit. Like, someone who knows, like, my passport number better than I do. Knows the logins everything. Does my email for me and all that shit. Someone that's that personal who understands everything. Not just the outside. But everything, the art, like, he's the guy making the hot chocolate for me as I'm drawing my shit at 5am. 
that kind of person, I think that would be the only person who can really even, you know, begin to understand everything. But there's no such person. And that yeah, would come there'll, nev- there'll never be that kind of person. Well, there might be, but... No, I don't think there ever will. You don't think so? No, because... Yeah, there's going to be some things that literally no one else can understand, but... Yeah. It doesn't matter, because what you need to do is you just need to find people that can understand. Maybe just a little bit, or like some of it, but not the whole thing. I think that's okay. Yeah, I mean, eventually, you get people that get more and more. And... And, uh, it's... But yeah, it gets better. But then there's also like this, like my end of it. It's kind of my fault because, you know, yeah, nine hours, one, yeah. nine hours a day, I'm working. <laughs> no one's gonna understand you hundred percent except for yourself. Yeah, and you can't just keep talking to yourself. That's, you know, that, that's you're just gonna go insane. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you have any other tangent to go on like we did with conspiracy theories last week? Oh no, but just to make this fucked up. Uh, I'm, I was just I was just thinking right like maybe you'll find the person the, the people that understand you in the mental asylum you think so I actually think that that might be possible I because I don't know what sort of thoughts you're thinking right now that you think it's so bad that people run away and if you're saying it like that maybe I do not want to know yeah you probably I don't want you to know because I lose all my friends mm-hmm. literally I cannot think of a single person that's fucked up enough to who when they heard all the fucked up shit that I go through and are actually thinking would kind of empathize and still want to be you know and yeah take yeah don't don't trust me with your child in the future <laughs> i mean you know i can take them to like the corner store or something but yeah <laughs> but it's it's like have i ever told you i say this to my sister all the time she's like mika what the fuck is wrong with you and i, I always say i've always known that when i grow up i'm either going to be like the best human being on planet earth in terms of like altruism and shit or like the most famous serial killer in all of history have I ever told you? no yeah that's the thing so I can either go like really that way or really that way that's why I go really like into <laughs> my shit when I when I do do it because I know what's like the alternative and so yeah that's another kind of big point that I guess deserves its own episode but that's the thing maybe you should see a therapist <laughs> Oh, I've tried. Like, I've seen, like, a few different people. But the thing is, I really don't see how... Because, th- you see, they're, they're therapists, which means that they're not as fucked up as normal people, as I am, right? They just want to help you. Yeah, but they're using patterns that they get from other people to work from to work on something, like, on the inside. What I think would be more useful is someone who has the inside knowledge... And can kind of use the same pattern to see, okay, like... Like, they know what all the answers are. They know how it's going to play out. And then, like, maybe I'm here and they have, like, up to there. And then they can see, okay, you're going to do this next. How do we get you, like, away from that, you know? So, and I don't, I don't think someone like me would become a ter- therapist. Because you'd be struggling so much under your own, like, fixing stuff that you wouldn't be able to help other people. I'm not saying that you should become a therapist. I'm saying that you should find a therapist. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, the only therapist that would help is basically someone like me. And I don't think someone like me would become a therapist. I've seen a few before. And they're just, you know, they treat you like like a fucking animal. Because when you, when you really start to say, like, what gets to your head, their textbook says that, um, you know, you should go down a route that's really, like, apathetical. You don't actually try and like... Because when you... I've, I've, when I try and help people with this stuff, 
I actually risk myself and risk some of them as well because in order to get it to be the most natural. For example, like I have this friend who is um, slightly suicidal, and you know I let things slide that as a therapist wouldn't let like slide. And you at that point, as you're a, as a professional, you're mandated to like pass it on to someone else or write up a form that says this person is dangerous or some shit. I don't do that because I'm a friend and a therapist wouldn't take that chance because it's their job. It's not their choice. That's why I don't think, you know, I've seen a few before. It's not, I haven't tried. So it's, it's weird, but yeah, I just need a fucking cat. Honestly, like cats, then you can talk to the cat. Cats give me life. No, it's not that I wouldn't like, I just sit there and like pet it and like, Make it some food. I will cook for the cat, honestly. I love cats. You'll cook the cat. Oh, no, that's not. Did you know uh, my dad did say my cat at home? So I have a house cat at home. Um, she's fat and I quite like her. And I, she, we got her like a year before I left for Canada. But that cat is a stray cat and she just showed up at our house one day. And then eventually started coming in. So we were like, okay, now we have a cat, I guess. And she started like venturing out a lot more. Like, Going off and no one knows where she is And comes back after a few days And um, The first thing I thought was Like She's looking for me You know Because I just left like that And there's no way to communicate to the cat That you know I'm going to be gone for a bit And I'm still fine And you know That kind of messes me up I don't know why I brought that up But it was Just because I remembered cat It just It breaks my heart you know To think of The cat which it's like looking for something and which will never be found because I'm like a continent away. You know what we fucked up before I act is if before I actually landed, like something happened to her or something. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Like I've not I've dealt with a lot of shit, but the death of my cat is something I'm not prepared for. Holy crap. Yeah. Uh, my dog, right? When I'm first summoning my mom. I, I will call to her and she can hear my voice <laughs> and you can see her because like she gets very excited her tail starts wagging and she's looking around but she doesn't see anything <laughs> and it's so sad because you show her the screen right and she doesn't she, she doesn't register she doesn't understand yeah, yeah it just doesn't make sense to her and I just I just thought that was pretty it's pretty sad it's sad but then honestly how much do like animals actually go through maybe they're just dumb as, dumb as shit who knows well, it sounds kind of selfish, but the way I thought about it is, it's not what they feel, it's what you feel with something that's so significant to you, you know? I mean, you, you can you can only extrapolate or imagine what an animal feels about you. Mm-hmm. So you can't really be concerned about that too much, but what you can be sure about is how you feel about the animal, you know? Like, that cat was the only thing that made living at my house, like, hospitable. Because, like, for those of you who don't know, like, my family is really not nice to live with. It's not them, it's, like, all of us, but it wasn't nice to live in my house. But that cat was, like, the only thing where, you know, you come back and people are yelling at you and you just take the cat, you sit down in your room and you just, like, pat the cat until she gets pissed at you and bites you and you let her be. <laughs> and that's, that's my relationship with my cat. Holy crap. Uh, I guess going off on a tangent. You want to hear something that pisses you off about, like, some, like, a cat owner that I know of? Oh, okay, yeah. So, it's not like I particularly love cats. I mean, I like cats, but I love dogs more. But just listening to this as a pet owner just makes me so angry. So, this person I know, uh, 
he had a kitten, right? Kitten was playing on like the seventh floor or something of the apartment. Oh, shit. Playing near the, playing near the window. Guess what? Fell out of the window, but as a cat, fucking survived, right? Because cats always stand on their feet, but then broke all the feet. All of them? All of them. All four of them, right? The fucking thing it was because their family, their family is poor. He didn't bother bring it to a vet, so, like the kitten just had broken, like four broken feet for like how many months until so it, how did they move. I don't know, but it was broken, so like it just got better in like a few months. But holy shit! Imagine the amount of pain the kitten must have been through, at the entire time. God damn. Like that just made me so angry, you know. Like yeah, I get your family is poor, but then you shouldn't let that happen in the first place. Or maybe you shouldn't even have a kitten in the first place, you know. Was it a stray? Did they just take it? I I don't know. I don't know, but I know that they had a kitten. I know their family like has pets as well. So my guess is probably they like, probably like yeah, like maybe it's just one of their cats, like new like new kittens or something. But just listening, like hearing that, just pissed me the fuck off. Like, first of all, why would you even let the kitten be playing near the windowsill, you know? You should be taking care of it. If they are kittens, I don't know how you should, like, take care of kittens, but maybe you should just, like, lock them up or something. Or, like, if you let them go out, you should be keeping an eye out. Wait, eye how did they even get on the windowsill? Isn't it pretty high? I don't know. Like, stuff happened, right? Like, Or close the window or something. Yeah, exactly. It's just... It's just dumb. Like, if your cat is grown up and decided to jump on the balcony and fell down, then, yeah, your cat's a dumbass. <laughs> you know, it, it's still a kitten, and... <sighs> I, I actually... Wow, that's... I remember seeing, like, some Instagram stories about that, actually. Yeah. God damn. You know who I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. Uh. On that note... <laughs> <laughs> take care of your pets, people. Yes, that is the only message. Your pets, if you don't have a family... Fucking take care of them, right? Like, they depend on you. Don't go fucking their whole lives up, alright? If you cannot afford to have them, don't have them. It's that simple. It's another life that you're taking care of. Same with kids. If you cannot afford to have kids, don't fucking have kids. (laughs) I don't know why people do not understand that. Well, shit happens. Well, yeah, shit happens, but then... If shit does happen, fucking... Ball up. Yeah, like, man up, do something, you know, send the kids for adoption or something. Or if you cannot afford it. Hmm. It's better than just, like, letting them suffer under you. And on that controversial opinion, we will end this podcast. Thank you for listening. Download the Anchor app and send us a message. If you have some thoughts, we can include in the episode. And we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye.